Adjunct Students of the BM Podcast. The podcast where we will embark on a journey to be one with Christ in our everyday lives as human beings. I am your host, Samantha P. Laguerre, and welcome back to another episode. The wheels on the bus go round and round. The love of Jesus all around. Search party over souls been found. Paid my ransom, no more bound. Kingdom citizens, welcome back to another episode. I hope you are all well. I am excited, okay? And the reason for my excitement is because, for one, we're here, we're alive, we're blessed, we're grateful, we're thankful, God is good. But today, specifically, I had the pleasure of taking my composite photos for law school. So what that means is that I had to put on my doctorate gown and cap in order to take headshot photos for my school. So that is contributing and I guess adding to the excitement that I'm feeling today along with being alive and breathing and being able to speak to you all and yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. I'm I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful God is so good. And today just marks as a reminder of the fact that God is so faithful and that this is truly only the beginning, that the good in which he has for us, the more, the abundant, it is now. It is all happening now. It's not something that I cannot reach it's, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it's not at arm's reach. It's literally now. Every day, every moment is with a purpose. It's for a reason. And each day I can wake up and I can smile because who he has called me to be, all that he has placed on this earth for me to obtain, and all that he has in store for me to achieve, it's all now it's all that I am now and I'm grateful for it because it's all here right but it's a matter of it being revealed and I'm reminded of even Jesus who it is said in the scriptures that he was slain from since the foundations of the world and so Jesus was from the beginning and yet it was at an appointed time that he was revealed to us he was revealed to men everything that you desire everything that God has ever promised you it's already there like God is not a man that he shall lie right like it's there it's just in the immaterial world it already manifested it it was already from before the earth was the foundations of the earth was laid like it's all been there it's already done right but it's a matter of being patient and waiting for it to be revealed and so I do hope that makes sense and I do hope that encouraged you today I'm trying to figure out where I should start off at. I believe that what I just shared is important to preface today's episode. And if you looked at the title, today's episode is titled Seasonal Gifts. And this came to me not too long ago. I was just sitting, I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I remember thinking about friendships and relationships and just connections that we make in this life and how... Some of us hold on to things and to people and to ideas 
that served us in one season or should have served us in one season, but instead we hold on to them and we don't receive and we don't get all that we can get out from a new season. And I hope I'm making sense. So here's the picture that I got, right? Because I got this download and I'm talking this thing out loud. And let me paint this picture for you so that you can understand where I'm trying to get at and why I'm coming with this episode. So, you know, when you were a child, right? Maybe one, two, three years old. Maybe you can remember the years when you were four, five, six years old. And think about, let's narrow it down. Like think about your birthday gifts, right? So let's say that you have maybe, let's say you have a party every year and you start this party from since you were five years old and you have about, let's say, 30 guests at your party and you get about 15 presents, right? So from age five, you got 15 presents, 15 gifts. These gifts are according to your age, right? Um, These are for five-year-olds, so you're getting baby dolls if you're a girl, Um, you're getting trucks if you're a boy, you're getting whatever a five-year-old would love, right? Maybe your favorite character, character toys, your favorite TV show toys, you're getting these as a gift. And each year, six years old, seven years old, eight years old, you keep getting gifts, you keep getting 15 gifts from these parties, right? Now, let's say that you believed that, man, I'm a loyal person and I appreciate these gifts. And so because I appreciate these gifts, I need to hold on to these gifts. And so every year you get these 15 gifts and every year you feel as though I must keep these gifts because I am so loyal that they need to see that I kept these gifts, you know, because I, I, I'm so loyal, right? And now you're 25. So 20 years later, every year you've been holding, you've been having parties for your birthdays and been receiving 15 gifts. Now you're 25 years old and you are telling the person that gifted you when you were five years old that you still have the gift that they gave you at five years old. Now think about it. How does that sound? right? Because it sounds a bit honorable, um, commendable even, but to that person, it's like, okay, that's interesting. I did not expect that. I guess I'm grateful that you kept this gift that I got you 20 years ago, but these are toy cars. They have literally no value. It's not even like a collectible. It's, this is a a truck and it's broken. Like, but you kept it for so long. And so it's either one or two things. For one, in order to keep it for that long, you probably didn't use it. Because some of these toys are not that durable. So if you you really used it in that season, it would probably have experienced some wear and tear and wouldn't have traveled with you to all these different countries and all the different cities and states and homes that you've traveled and moved into and gone to college, etc. 
Or for two, it shows that you just don't know how to let go and are probably stingy because you're 25 years old telling me that you're still holding on to something that I gave you at five years old, wherein there are other five-year-old kids that could have utilized and appreciated this gift if you would have just let it go and gave it to somebody of that same age, right? So here's what I'm getting at. Some of us are holding on to connections and relationships and friendships that we have outgrown. It doesn't make sense for me to be at my grown age, 25 years old, for example, and still playing with things I played with at the age of five, right? There are moments where you can reminisce. There are moments where you can have like a throwback, right? You know, throwback to the 90s, throwback to the 80s. But to be a sane, reasonable 25-year-old, it makes absolutely no sense why you would be engaging with what entertained you at five years old. It doesn't make sense, right? So what God was showing me, what I was getting was that we have to be okay with letting things go. We have to be okay with receiving things in season, receiving gifts in season, receiving people, because I believe that most times the gifts are people. People come into our lives. We make connections with people and we should see people as a gift, especially when they're presenting something or they're aiding us in some way. I believe that God hears our prayers and He is so interested in his will being fulfilled in our lives. He is so interested in the plan that he spoke thousands and thousands of years ago to manifest and be revealed in our lives. And so each time we progress, each time we move on and we reach a certain milestone, we go from glory to glory, he gifts us just like when we have our birthday parties and we've you know, experienced five years on this earth and we're now entering chapter six, right? People come and they celebrate us. They celebrate our lives and they come and they present presents. They present gifts to us. These gifts are supposed to serve a purpose in our lives. Typically, it's for entertainment at the age of five, right? Like nobody's gifting you a business. Nobody's gifting you mass amount of money for some sort of investment or some business, right? As you age, the level of gifts that you receive mature as well, right? Because it's according to your age, it's according to your maturity. Now, again, going back to trying to utilize something, trying to engage with, trying to be entertained by something I was entertained at at five years old and I am 25 years old is odd, right? And we can hear this and we can come to the same agreement and agree that that is odd. But when it comes to people in our lives, we tend to justify holding on. We tend to justify not letting go. We tend to justify how it is because of our loyalty to people and to things that we must hold on. So I want to challenge that today because 
what we think and how we think, and I'm thinking back to the episode I had about you're being selfish, and I feel like this episode almost links with that episode because it's going to challenge your mindset, right? I'm here to challenge your mindset and to get us to think about it differently. I can think about my own life and I can share And there are some relationships that I had, and they were great. And I'm talking about friendships, right? Relationships in my life. They were great. But they came and they served a purpose. And we have to understand and we have to be vigilant to, one, recognize people's purposes in our lives. The gift that they are. I believe that people are a gift. And they're especially a gift when they are conscious, when they are self-aware, when they are connected to God. They become a true gift is what I would say. Because they are able to offer you something of value and of substance. They are able to offer themselves, right? Because if you're not conscious, if you're not connected to God, you're just offering what the world has to offer really right you're offering broken pieces you're not offering whole pieces when you're not connected to God so I believe that yes God has made humans human beings we are made in his likeness and in his image and so I do see people as a gift wherever they may be on the spectrum but when you're connected to God you're connected to the source I see you and I view you as a true gift because you're able to truly offer yourself. You're, you have taken the time to understand who you are, what you bring, the value that you have, and you're able to bring that into the relationship, right? And I'm able to benefit from that as you're able to benefit from me. And so sometimes people come and you don't realize it. And I'm getting in the habit now of really writing down my prayers and really being aware of what I ask for because I do believe that there are prayers that we pray and they can come, the answers can become wrapped up in a person. The gift can be that person, right? That person came with the answer. But if we're not able to discern, if we're not able to be vigilant, be sober-minded and be spiritual to discern, going back to discerning, who this person is and what this person has to offer will miss the gift. But if you recognize this person as a gift and recognize that this person has something to share and to help you cultivate you, then that's great. But it doesn't mean that that person is here for the long run. And it doesn't mean that it's a matter of burning bridges with the person. It just means that you probably won't be speaking to that person daily like you were in the past, right? It may mean that you probably will see this person five times a year as opposed to 20 times a year. This may even mean that you don't see this person unless it's like every five years, right? Like maybe in passing, but there's no bridges burned. It's just a matter of seasons and that person and you being a seasonal gift, right? The same way I said that 
the hope would have been that at the age of five, you outgrown this certain gift that was given to you. The hope is that maybe you discard it or you pass it down to your sibling, your, your younger siblings, or you donated it so that someone of this of similar age can enjoy what you got to enjoy at five years old, right? And so people, just like we receive them as a gift, they are not... And again, speaking generally, right? Because there are some people that are, you know, destiny partners and, you know, maybe they might be with you for the long run, the long haul for the rest of your lives. But we got to understand that people, just like they, we receive them as a gift, they are also to be gifts to other people. So we cannot try to keep hostage these people. They are God's people for one. But other people may need to experience them as a gift in their lives and they are supposed to bring an answer to other people but if we try to keep them hostage right we hold them hostage and we hoard them with all the other people God sends to our lives and we try to control the situation we try to control them control where they go control who they speak to because we just love them so much you're being selfish stop doing that not only are you being selfish and you think that you holding on to these people is so great for your life. And yes, they added so much value. They helped you in so many ways. But just like when you were five years old and now you're 25 years old and you went through seasons of your lives and you grew up, it's the same way. That gift that served you at five years old is not going to serve you at 25 years old. So this person that came into your life as a gift, as an answer from God, doesn't mean that in the next 10 years, they're going to serve that same purpose, right? You have to be willing to let go in the sense of letting people flow the way that we flow with God. And it's not even a matter of letting people flow with God. It's letting you you flow with God because if you flow with God, you'll let people flow because that's what it looks like for you. That's your reality. So if I'm flowing with God, then that means that some people may have to be let go, right? This gift that served me then cannot serve me now. And that's okay because I am now, again, going back to I was five years old and I'm at my 10 year old birthday party. And if I kept all the gifts then I was five years old, six years old, seven years old. I don't even have room to receive what can I can receive at 10 years old, right? So you have to be willing to flow. You have to be willing to let people go, let things go so that you can receive more, so that you can receive what is necessary for this season of your life. So it's not a matter of a lack of loyalty, because you can be loyal to somebody, you can be loyal to relationship, but it doesn't mean that you have to hold on to it so tightly and control that person or that thing. Because now you're in control and you're no longer being led by the spirit. Now, of course, I don't just come on here and I'm not going to provide some sort of scriptures. So this was a download that I received and I believe that it was really centered around friendships because I do see that... And what I feel is that a lot of us struggle when it comes to friendships. We don't know how to let go. We don't know when to receive. Um, a lot of us have been scarred deeply by people that we thought were going to be there forever. And maybe 
it feels like they stabbed you in the back or they betrayed you or their actions were disloyal towards you and so you're hurt by it and so now when someone comes into your life you're either fearful and so you push them away or you hold them so tightly there's a lot of trying to figure out friendships on our own and not seeking guidance from the Lord in regard to friendships. We look to the world, we look to the television, we look to social media to define friendships. We don't understand people. We don't understand people's places and their roles because we don't acknowledge God We don't include God. We don't seek God about relationships. We don't seek him about friendships. We don't seek him to define that for our lives. And so we try to figure it out for ourselves. And we don't always get it right. Actually, we don't get it right. It takes God intervening and him urging us to go this way and that way in order to sort of get it right but we have to literally let go of control and genuinely seek God so that we're able to be wise and be very discerning and intelligent in the matters of friendships and relationships and connections so let me start off for one by defining seasonal Seasonal, as an adjective, is defined as occurring at or dependent on a particular season. It could also mean at the right or proper time. Now, I want to read a scripture from Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. It states, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time to war, and a time for peace. So there is a season for every matter under heaven. And what happens is that when you have someone, again, going back to people who comes into your life as a gift, you got to understand that most times them coming into your life, you making that connection with them is for a season. And again, I'm not saying that bridges are going to be burned. You're never going to speak to this person again. But 
what they play in your life, the significant role that they play in your life may be a role that is played for a season. For example, I remember when my parents purchased their home and they were doing some renovations in the home and we had the person who came and he was doing the renovations. So every day... I was seeing this man at the house, like this man basically became family. I made sure that he was fed. I made sure he had something to drink. I mean, I saw his wife, his kids. They they felt like my family because I was seeing him consistently, right? He was playing a significant role in our lives at that given point in time. He was the person that was making the renovations. I met his brother. His brother came and was working on another project in our house. And so I'm seeing these people daily. But when the renovations came to an end and everything that was contracted for to be serviced and to be renovated, once that came to an end and it was complete, that person no longer, we didn't need to see him every day, right? There was no bridges burned. Everybody was fully compensated and we truly reaped from each other, not only in the sense of the business aspect, right, us getting a service, but he was able to learn so much from us. We were able to learn so much from him. It was a very good relationship, but it was a seasonal one, right? And so that's what I mean by that. If I seen, saw him today, I mean, it's all hugs and, and laughs and smiles, right? Like, there, there was no bridges burned. It's just that I did not need to see him every day no longer because what he was supposed to do and what I was supposed to do has finished. Now, it's easy to see it in those types of relationships. You're like, does Samantha. I mean, you can't expect that person to stick around forever, And we can see it so clearly in those types of relationships. But when it comes to the people that comes into our lives, we don't see it as clearly. And I believe the reason for this is because when people come into our lives as gifts, we're so quick to label them as someone and something that should be in our lives forever. We begin to label them as a friend. We call them a close friend. We call them a best friend. And now we've placed an expectation on this friendship and this relationship that we should have never placed that sort of expectation on because we weren't using discernment. We weren't discerning. We just got excited. So now we're calling this person a best friend when this person only came to bring an answer. And now this person needs to move on because they're being led by the spirit. They're trying to move on and you're needing to move on too to go to your next chapter, to go to the next glory to glory, right? But because y'all labeled this a best friend situation, y'all are trying to drag each other into y'all's next seasons, but it's not working because the season that they're about to enter, it's different from the season you're supposed to enter, So now what happens is that resentment grows. I'm starting to feel bitter. They're starting to feel bitter because something's supposed to happen next in my life. But I feel it, but I'm not seeing it. You feel it, but you're not seeing it. But we're best friends. We're trying to hold on. We're not equally yoked. I'm supposed to expire here. I'm supposed to move on to something else. I'm supposed to help somebody else. But because we're calling each other best friends, nobody want to move on. 
There's a time to be born and it's time to die and a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. If my next season is a matter of planting and their season is a matter of plucking what has been planted, we're operating and we're in two different seasons. There is someone that's supposed to come along and help me to plant and someone is supposed to come along to help that person to pluck what they have planted. But because we're trying to hold on to each other and we're not giving room for those people to come into our lives so we can receive those gifts for the season of the life that we're supposed to now enter, we never get there. It breeds resentment. Things start feeling chaotic. You start arguing more. You're like, this person doesn't understand me. This person doesn't understand me. You're, you're trying to hold on. You're trying to hold on. And not just one person. This is like so many people in our lives. They probably don't even hold a title of best friend, but just friend. Friends. And it's okay. You can have friends and, you know, move on and have other friends for the season of the life that you're in that comes in as a gift, as an answer to whatever your problems are or an answer to the season that you're in. You guys can still be friends, but understand that we have seasons. Understand that they might not be as significant as they were last year in your life. You might have spent 100 hours with them last year, and this year it's only 10 hours that you can give. And that is okay. I just need us to understand that it doesn't make us a less loyal. It doesn't make us less reliable. It doesn't make us less friendly, right? It doesn't mean that we don't value relationships and friendships. But in order to be great in this life, in order to be excellent and do the will of God and allow his will to be fulfilled in our lives, we have to be willing to flow. We have to be willing to hear the spirit of God and move where he tells us to move. We have to be willing to receive all that we're supposed to receive in seasons of our lives. And so if this new person comes, or maybe it may be a person that you already connected to, but for some reason you're spending more time with them, for some reason you're spending more hours with them, and you don't know why because last year it was this other person, it's okay, flow with the Holy Spirit, it's for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. You didn't realize that this person that you made a connection with But in this season of your life, God has allowed you guys to connect even deeper and to spend even more time with each other because he's placed an answer in you and placed an answer in them for you both to receive in this season of your life to propel you into the next season. We got to give room for these types of things. But if we want to be so loyal and consistent to who we were speaking to last year, we would miss out on the answer we're supposed to get this year. Am I making sense? I'm reminded of John 16, verse 7, and here is Jesus speaking. He says, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. Here is Jesus even telling the disciples, listen, it's better that I go. Because if I go, I can send the Holy Spirit. 
I can send this help. I can send this comfort. I can send this advocate. I <laughs> I understand, like, I'm understanding, I'll say, more of the human psyche. And I'm understanding people and their patterns. And I understand how sometimes people, you know, people have been hurt by friends and they don't know how to navigate, especially when they're not being led by the Spirit of God. And so they would want to hold on to you because they see you as a good person and maybe even vice versa. And that that's fine, right? Like, they don't have bad intentions. It's good intentions. But if God is leading you elsewhere or you are now embracing a new season of your life and it is evident that this person can no longer aid you in this season of life that you're in to the capacity that you need them to that is okay as a healthy and mature person you would literally say it is better that I go it is better that you don't spend as much time with me it is better that you spend more time with this person or this person because they have come to be, you know, your help in this season or to comfort you or strengthen you because maybe they have similar experiences as you and they know what words that you need to hear and they know the wisdom that they need to give you that I can't give you because I've never been there before. And so it may be better, it may be wiser for you to spend more time with them so they can give you certain mindsets and principles that will aid you into the next season something that I cannot give you. And it takes a mature person, a spiritual person to be able to recognize that and say that. That makes you so unselfish. It makes you selfless, right? Selfless? Yes, it makes you selfless to be able to recognize that and say that. And so I just wanted to get that because I believe that it helps us. It helps us on this journey. It helps us to be willing to flow with God. I had an episode that talked about having a hardened heart. And when your heart is hardened towards God and his way and his voice, that is difficult to hear him and obey. And I believe something like this can harden our hearts. This idea of how we should be loyal to people and relationships and friendships and how we should try to control the situation and hold on to them tightly can harden our hearts. And so when God is telling you, I need you to spend more time with this person or I need you to back away, we would not obey him. We would not hear him and obey him because our heart is hardened by our own belief, our own thought, our misunderstanding has hardened our hearts, it'll make us unwilling to hear God and obey what he has said, right? And so I hope that makes sense. I just really want us to be excellent. (laughs) And I really want God's will to be fulfilled in our lives. And I do believe that sometimes the key to our next level in this life comes in the form of a human being, And we need to have the capacity and the availability to receive this key in the form of a human to move on to that next level in our lives. And that may be a matter of withdrawing ourselves and our time from certain people in our lives to give room and space to the ones that were already present or the ones that are coming and presenting themselves to us as answers and 
I just really hope that helps us to discern. I'm trying to think if I had, I'm, I feel like I had an example that just came to mind, but I'm losing it. And so if God really wants me to share it, I believe that he'll bring it back to my remembrance. But I also want to encourage you to please, please, please leave a five-star review, a five-star rating on the podcast. And if you have anything that you want to add, anything that you want to input, please go to the YouTube channel and share your comment, leave your comment. I would love to engage and I would love to converse with you there. If you have any questions for me, I would love to answer them. I would love to know them. I also have t-shirts for sale that are Kingdom Citizens. I don't do church. I am the church that is located on Teespring. And the website is beingonepodcast.com. And so you can go on there and support this podcast, this ministry by purchasing an item there. I would greatly appreciate that. The example did not come back to mind, so I guess we're ending it here. Again, I do hope that this episode blessed you. It challenged you, your mindset, in hopes that you're able to grow. You're able to grow and you're truly able to experience this season of your life with all the tools and all the gifts that you need to excel and be great. I don't want us prolonging seasons or not finding the seasons to be purposeful in our lives simply because of the fact that we did not have room to receive the gift that was supposed to help us in that season. Love man. Well, first love God. Love man. Love man as you love yourself. Love yourself and love man. Honor people. We are told to honor all people. And with honoring people, sometimes that's a matter of letting people go. Withdrawing can be a sign of honor. Because I realized that the same way I viewed your life as a gift to me, someone else will see you as a gift to their lives that will help their lives. And so by letting go and withdrawing myself, Again, not burning bridges. I allow someone else to receive the gift that they've been praying for that is of you. That's how we honor people. We don't honor people by controlling people. We don't honor people by holding on to them so tightly. And again, please, you know, catch my drift. Understand what I mean by that. Generally speaking, We honor them when we recognize who they are and the value that they have and we appreciate them and we let them know that. But don't let your insecurities, don't let the hurt, don't let the trauma cause you to self-sabotage one yourself or dishonor somebody else. Love them and flow with the Holy Spirit. For we walk by faith and not by sight. But it also says that if you walk by the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And sometimes a strong, deep desire for someone and their gift can be us fulfilling the lust of the flesh and not walking by the spirit of God. And so make sure that, again, you're honoring them by the spirit of God and not devaluing them by the lust of your flesh. 
Alrighty, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I truly pray and and believe that this word, this episode is light and that it brings light to your life, that it brings knowledge to you, that what you received today was streams of living water that flows from my belly to yours and that it awakened something in you that got you thinking and adopting a new perspective that will aid your life and the life of those that have been gifted to you in this season right Alrighty, i love you but jesus loves you so 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 much be blessed be blessed be blessed when i say i love jesus